All right, welcome in once again. Great to have you. This is the Fez Focus Pod on RJ Bell's Dream Preview, pregame.com. And listen, this is that time of the year where NBA's wrapping up, NHL's wrapping up. Do you think we're slowing down around here? No, friends. We're going to talk. Fez has an incredible amount of action that's and spread out over tons of different leagues, different sports. It may it may surprise you what Fez is up to. I'm AJ Hoffman, joined as always by Mr. Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion. Steve, how are you today? I am tremendous, AJ. No dog days of summer, nonstop. It action. is busy, 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 friend. All right, let's get right into it, and let's start how we normally do with a Fez tale. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. All right, let's break the mode a little bit. We're going to tell a Fez tale, and there's a theme here to help you with your gambling as far as efficiency, getting to and from places. I'm going to tell a little story about a car I bought back in 1987, an MR2. I get it. It's a secretary's sports car. It's a little tiny roadster, and I would never buy it today. People change. I'm sorry. I liked it back then, all right? So the car gets a lot of wear and tear on it, and I never knew how to drive sticks, so I had to learn right after I bought the car. It got stolen, not once, not twice, but three times. This car got pretty darn beat up. Got stolen three times? How'd you find it? Three times. Three times it got recovered. Wow. And with different parts missing. And what kind of car was this? An MR2, 1987. What's the, like, what was the value of that car, would you say? I'm trying, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm like George Bush. I can't remember how much things cost. I don't remember... If I spent, like, it was a pretty expensive car. I don't know, 15000 when I bought it. Maybe, Mackenzie, you can query. Maybe Did you I'm say just, 87 or 97? It was 1987. That's got to be way too much. I can't remember how much it was. Maybe it was maybe it was 8000 I've I've lost track of things. But, um, you know. Now, this looks, uh, I'm now, right, if you look at it now, like if you Google. That's it, the red one. If you Google 1987 MR2, y- you would think, oh, my gosh, that looks like a piece of junk. But in 1987, mind you, I grew up in the 80s. That was a really cool looking car in 1987. And and, and the Supra is is was the beefed up one. That's what the Toyota I should have gotten. But then yeah, no, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, listen, your Supra would have been more likely to be stolen. Maybe I was. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I you know, so small, you just walk off with the parts. Maybe I was just effeminate back then. I don't know. I, I I like I said, it's like. But like you said, this wasn't your everyday car. This was a car you kept in a different town that you lived in. No, that was after it got stolen three times. It uh, was my car. Oh, it okay. Was this was car. your car. Okay, and, and, and you could fit two. In the trunk in the back, you could fit two golf clubs, two two bags, two bags. Okay, okay. two well, two and, golf clubs. Well, not and not, not not if you wanted to have all fourteen clubs. I might add. Yeah, you know, okay. it, was, it was a tight. You had to make sacrifices. It was, it, so by the mid nineteen nineties, this car has been beat to heck and the like. And also, so at the time, I'm getting like pressured um, by some friends of mine, like, hey, you know, this this car's not really up to snuff for what you should be driving. Um, friend of mine at the time, Laura Lisa, I remember, is like. Got to get a better car. Cost know? back then was ten to fourteen thousand for an MR2. Thank goodness I wasn't like way far off. With yeah, that, with that, that, you know, where Bush thought milk cost eighteen dollars or something. <laughs> All right, so um, hey, Laura Lisa, I want her to like me, so I went ahead, I finally got a new car. All right, and 
the so I, but I kept the MR2, and so I started taking the MR2 to and from Vegas just during football season. All right, save on gas mileage. Save save on gas mileage. Really um, efficient. Um, you don't want to put miles on the the new Jaguar that you bought. Or... Uh, it was a Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> what happens? The car gets older, gets more beat. One time I'm driving up uh, with my with my friend, um, and uh, we're driving past. I'm not making this up. The world's biggest thermometer in Baker. And I hear this thunk, chunk, 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 chunk. Something has gone seriously wrong with the car. I look at my, my speedometer. I've gone from 70, well, 80, to 70, to 60. Well, by the time the speedometer hits 40, I realize it's not the car that's broken. It's just the speedometer. Yay! What? So don't need a speedometer. The speedometer didn't work anymore. All right. From that, from that, that I didn't care. So you know, I just asked him to get move with traffic. Yeah. From now on, air conditioning, you know, was starting to give out as well. That air was, conditioning much more of a priority than than a speedometer. Big, big, bigger problem. So you know, so the irony that's like this car's linked to a bunch of different girls that I knew at the time. Okay. So my um, my friend Stacy. This was back in your player days. <laughs> I was never a player. But. <laughs> So Stacy's cool, all right. So Stacy's Stacy's like, cool, but Stacy's mom has got it going on. Uh, yeah. So Stacy didn't like the MR2 either, but she really didn't was not a fan of Laura Lisa. All oh, right? okay. She's like that girl. Mm, it's not right for you. And then yeah. I realized either Stacy likes me or she doesn't like Laura Lisa. I think the latter. Probably the latter. Little, but both. Yeah, yes. maybe a little both. So I don't get in. I don't get into good graces with Stacy with the um, you know liking Laura Lisa, and then. Ultimately, I wind up becoming coming friends with Stacy's one of her best friends, Gigi, who was Gigi had it going on, but Gigi didn't have a vehicle for a while. Ah. She had a cool Jeep, and something went wrong with the Jeep. I don't have all the details. This is a gal. One time, friend of mine, she calls me up in her at four in the morning. Her boyfriend that she's out with, drunk driving. They're both at the they're both at the police station, and I'm and you were asked to come pick them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a total friend zone move right there. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lot. They were going to have her drive home, but she was still over the limit. Oh, oh, did you God. just get her out or did you get her boyfriend out too? Oh, he was out. I did. Oh. I, I, yeah, so. Um, I wouldn't have gotten him without, out. I would have said, I'm only getting you out. Without girl. the. Uh, I don't have enough to get you so both. So I learned without the. But, but no, uh, couldn't tie shoes. Not The, 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 the shoestrings are. <laughs> confiscate when, when you get a crime because you, they don't want you to hang yourself in the parking lot. I don't want to make light of anything or like, so we, I'm going somewhere. I'm sorry. So we're back to the MR2. So Gigi's in, in need of a vehicle. Maybe something happened to her Jeep when she was driving. I don't know. She's a really nice girl. And Maybe her boyfriend crashed it while he was drunk. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And so so she, I, I'm like, well, I got the Monte Carlo now, you know, which Laura Lisa liked for about a month and then there was no yeah. more Laura Lisa. Um, but the... The MR2, like, well, I'm not using it during the off-season. Gigi, you take it, okay? And it's like 1998. So she drives all the – it's just like, the, like – like, and then football season's coming. like, I need my MR2. We need – we got this team. We're betting in Vegas. We need a vehicle. We don't have time to be going to the rental car and taking the bus. And, Uber we, doesn't exist. This, and there's no Uber. It's going to cost us like an hour and a half. And, like, the EV is critical. Every Friday we got to be – like, we want to just leave that vehicle in Vegas. And every week a different dude will have the keys and, boom, go, you know, um, around town and, and slam in parlay cards. Beautiful. You know, because I had a team of people that was doing just that. And I was only there half the time. So – Bottom line, I approached it with Gigi. She didn't seem happy that I wanted the car back because it wasn't worth much, okay? But um, I got it back, and I knew she was not happy when I got the car. And here I'm in, in North Hollywood, 
and I notice it's not just that the light is on the gas tank, like light on gas. It's like you're out of gas, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's uh. like there's like six, like. Maybe, maybe, maybe not six miles. There's like 0.6 miles on it. So good news is back then gas was like a dollar a gallon. If you can find a station in North Hollywood, <laughs> well, good news. I got gassed up. I got it to Vegas, and we so we used it. Here's back to the efficiency. We really saved a bunch of time. So boom, as soon as we landed, how fast did you drive it to Vegas? You've got no idea. Um, I, I drove it up like ten. Ten times, but no. I said, how, how fast? How fast were you going? I, who, I, I no idea. No, no. Once, once I was with Derek and the, you know, going past. You have a Baker, speedometer. Who knows? We, we did not know. I used that as an excuse once. When I was going to use it as an excuse when I got pulled over. Thought better of it. Didn't want it to get impounded. But that happened. Um, so it works. It works great. We show up. We go in, and we usually keep it in the Imperial Palace. And the reason we keep it in the IP is not because it's the closest spot to the airport, which so we, we normally keep it at Hooters or something, but because it looked like there's a bunch of other cars that had been sitting in there for months, you know, so it would be safe in there and rotate in. We always park it in the same place. So it was a fourth floor IP, put it right there. And, um, and for the next, like, two football seasons, we, we, we use that car. The 1999 rolls around, and... It's like, well, we might do parley cars during the playoffs. Eh, didn't get around to it. Like two months go by. And I'm like, you know what? Super Bowl. I got to get out to Vegas. I got to get, got to sure. make sure all's okay. All is not okay. The car is gone. It has been towed. I go to one of the towing places. It's been towed for quite some time. They say, we owe you like $900. Uh, no, I owe them 900 bucks. All right. I will sign the car over to you. It's worthless. Let me just clean out the trunk, you know, and my, my hybrid, get my hybrid, you know, wood back or whatever I kept for self-defense. And, um, that was it. That was it. That was the end. But the MR2 served us well because it was so good. You, you could create parking spots with it. It was so small. It was like a motorcycle, you know, you, anything, there was never a spot that it couldn't fit into. So thank you, MR2. And it wasn't worth 900 bucks to you. And it ultimately did not impress, um, Laura Lisa, uh, Stacy or Gigi, who all have moved on to bigger and better things. Although Gigi, listen, she cared about it for a while. Uh, I don't, when she needed it. Oh, uh, I think she need she need she needed vehicles. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about all three of them. Very very nice people. <laughs> all right, let's get into what you're up to while everybody else is, you know, ah, uh, the NBA finals about to be over. What, what? There's nothing going on for you. There's plenty going on. You know, the, the hitman sent me a text to bet on the NBA draft, all right? And I sent him back one of my microphone texts. I've sent one of these to you, right, where it's, like, almost incoherent to use the microphone. And I say a paragraph, and, like, every eighth word is misspelled. Yes. You know, and I'm just like, hey, it's Fez. RJ is out. I've got to go ahead and do the show today. I have no time. I'm scrambling to do a bunch of stuff. Um I can't get you down, but what was the bet again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it's the hit, man. Um, trying to bet. Simultaneously, the USFL, NFL, um, college football, um, Canadian football, NBA, golf, NHL, college baseball, and oh yes, Major League Baseball. That's nine leagues. And I'm betting, you know. You didn't bet any WNBA this week? Now we're at 10. Yes. 10. Yes. You know, NBA, WNBA, I started 6-1, and one, and then I lost two close games, and I was like, God. Those, and and it, it shows how we as gamblers are wired because I won two games. I had the money lines. Both teams won by two points. Well, I deserve to win those. You know, yeah. Deladon got hurt. That wasn't my fault. That should have won by more. So I'm just like, yep, that that is who I am. And then I lose two close games. I'm like, I 
so unlucky. God <laughs> darn it. So, no, I'm 6-3. and three. WNBA's going well. Um, but um, I got to say, if ever there was a time, it's you, share. Get people. And I and I've, I am. let you trust. Oh, my God. CFL, I've never felt so confident in the CFL. So I go 3-0, and oh, so that's part of the reason I'm overconfident. Sure. But I got not one, not two. I got three different guys that are piping me in. Their bets are making them early in the week before they move. Like, we're playing Ottawa, catching 11. They're closing six, week Oof. one. We play Ottawa this week, catching seven. They're going to close two. I mean, there's just like, like everyone is dialed in so far, and it makes sense. The best time to beat a sport is what? When the numbers are soft early in the, in the year, no one knows who's good. And there's tons of sports going on, so the bookmakers who aren't very good to begin with are so distracted they just don't have any clue. And just, I guarantee you, they could have put Iowa, uh, they could have put Ottawa or Iowa, whoever, they could have put <laughs> Ottawa minus fourteen. And if three books all put it up on the screen, I assure you that um, the um, the Hall of Fame handicappers at some of these different sports books would have put Ottawa minus fourteen. Whatever anyone else is dealing. At Circa, that's what they're going to deal. Now, how do you find? I mean, is it? Are you actually handicapping all this stuff, or do you count <laughs> with some of this stuff? You're counting solely on your sources. Who would have time? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But you, are, you are Steve Fezzik. Well, I am a live wager. Okay, so the I finally figured out how how to get my ESPN Plus to work. So I'm, I'm like live wagering during the Ottawa games. I'm like, oh, Ottawa's good. Ottawa is good this year. I don't know why they were terrible last year, but their quarterback's good and the team's good. Well, that didn't work so well for the next CFL game. I go to ESPN Plus. Oh, that's only available, that broadcast in Canada. Oh. What? Well, I mean, what's a, okay. Well. But I know a lot about Ottawa. Okay. That's good. And I've got really good people to tell me about Calgary and the other teams. Yes. All right. Let's talk about hedging because as as it sits, this is the Wednesday before Thursday's game six. You have a 10-to-1 ticket on Boston that you, in a, a big balls play, said, you know what? Boston is down 3-2 to two to the Bucks. Give me 10-to-1 for Boston to win the title. Wow. And now I already I, spent the money after game one. Yeah, I mean, you've you had to mm. have been feeling good about that ticket. Yes, but once they beat the Bucks, then they go on and beat the Heat. This is the first time since you've had that ticket that you didn't feel great about it. So it's time to start talking about that word, that five letter word that we don't like to use that starts with an H. Hedge. 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 Because pros don't like to hedge. They don't. We don't like to give Make minus EV bets because we got jelly in the belly. We're real scared. But you know what? Hedging's good when you think you've got a plus EV bet that is in the opposite direction of what your position is. And I think that's the case. Game six, you, you made a really strong case, all things being equal. If you don't like a game in game six, and it's a closeout game for the visitor, they're up three to two, blindly betting on the visitor, 63% against the spread, a large sample, over 100. McKenzie ran his binomial distribution. McKenzie might correct that this is an occurrence. For it to be random, it, this this would only happen once out of like 250 times. Exactly correct. 0.4% chance. One out of 250. <laughs> wow. That seems unlikely to be random. So bottom line is the trends say bet Golden State. 
In fact, Golden State's done well in this very specific situation, up 3-2 and close out spot on the road. And I'm like, hmm. And you know what I like also? The spread isn't four everywhere. The spread's three and a half to four. It's split. So I'm getting a big break there that I can get. I can take plus four in a game that is really 3.75. So I'm kind of only paying half the VIG, if yeah. you will, at most because of that advantage. So I have one unit to make 10 on Boston. I am going to go ahead and risk to make two units back in the other direction on Golden State plus four. No bad outcomes, but um, a real nice outcome would be Boston winning a close game, game six. Yeah, so surely if, if they if they win a close game six, you double dip for one, and you've got a great hedge possibility in game seven. And then real important, this is all like fixed um, cost economics. If that happens, people don't say, well, you're already up two units. You need to quite put that in your mouth. No. That money's already spent. I go ahead and give that to give that to McKenzie. We're done with that. And then I'll just say, okay, now game seven. I've got same thing. I got Boston one unit to win ten. What do I want to do with game seven? Any game six profits or game five losses on hedges becoming irrelevant. Count. We don't count them anymore. They're, that's water under the bridge at that point. I like the way you're looking at this. I, I do think that you're right. I, I think that now is the time to to find some kind of way to get down on Golden State just because it, it does, there are real signs, and we talked about this on Straight Out of Vegas today, there's a lot of real signs pointing that either fatigue or inexperience, the things that, you know, it, it's funny, early in the series we thought maybe fatigue was working against the Warriors, the older team, and now it's starting to look like this young team who's not used to, to playing this deep into the season. Jason Tatum's played 10 zillion games. You've, you've, he's played more games. You have did the research, copious research. And it may, may, I mean, it could have some validity that with all those games that he's played, I think he got injured somewhere along the line as they ran through Miami. I don't think he's right, and I'm concerned about that. Okay, uh, here we go. I want to tell you guys over at pregame.com, if you haven't signed up at pregame.com, why? If you haven't done it, now's the time to do it. Pregame is going to give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. It takes 90 seconds, and you can take advantage of being a member by you can make, you can track your own picks, you can post your picks and your analysis in the in the forums. Draw a following, become a valued member of the forums there. You sign up today and you get $25 in site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers today. Go in there, $25. That's usually what a best bet costs, so a best bet package. Go in there, get that free best bet today. And when you're there, use the the promo code FOCUS20, F-O-C-U-S-20. It's 20% off anything. So if you want a season-long package from Fez, 20% off. A season-long package from McKenzie, 20% off. You want the rest of the year, 20% off. There's so many ways to get at this. You can get the five-guy jumbo CFL package. Have you seen this? I've not. Oh, this is like the greatest CFL package that anyone has ever done. So pregame has taken its five CFL experts, including myself. Yeah. Ben Burns um, and the three other guys, I, I don't know who they are. Um, you get every one of our picks. Um, what? For, you get five for one. Mackenzie, how much is that CFL jumbo package going for right now on the site? Imagine, imagine that. You, like, imagine you get all five guys who are consensus on one play. Yeah. Oh, man. 
That, that would be that's the value right there. Uh, but that Focus Twenty good through July nineteenth, which is the MLB All Star break. So whatever package you're looking for, including that five guys, not burgers and fries, CFL package. It's not expensive. How much is that package, McKenzie? Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine for the work of five, and in your case, it's the your work is the work of four men because it's you and three other dudes, and then you get four other pregame pros on top. Ooh, so boy. depending upon how you do the math, it's either fifty nine dollars and twenty cents per handicapper, or if you count my guys that I'm <laughs> one of whom I'm paying, you're getting you're down to like forty three dollars per handicapper. Yeah, and you're mm. uh, you're confident on this the CFL stuff. So uh, once again, focus twenty will get you twenty percent off anything simple as that. All right, you had lunch today with a fellow expert in the season wins total market. And we did this last year. We, we talked about the, the, seven, the uneven schedule, 17 games, an odd number, is providing value on one conference or the other. Last year is the NFC. This year, the AFC. Talk about it a little bit. Okay, so the value is betting against them uh, to go under. So in general, we want to play unders on season wins. Why? Because betters want to bet on their teams, not against their teams. There's a guy from Kansas City never walked up and said, "Give me the Chiefs to go under 11." Chiefs are going to go eight and nine. They're going to suck. You never see like the guy walking up with Fireman J or whatever the name is. J E T S. You never see McKenzie go up to the window and say, "Give me Trey Lance to stink it up." Forty no, Niners win six games. Uh, Niners to miss the playoffs. <laughs> Niners under ten. No, um, only you would say fade the Bengals. So that's why, if you look at the average, the average should be eight and a half, right? Seventeen games. Sure. Actually, a little less because we can have ties now. That's you know? true. So ties make it eight point four five. Okay, this sounds trivial. It's not trivial. So eight point four five. And the actual average right now is 8.55, and it's only going higher, in my opinion. It's above 8.5. That sounds like a trivial difference. You know, that's only, oh, it's off by a tenth. Well, um, a tenth is work, it, you know, that's, that's, that, that's the entire house edge um, is, um, you know, t- 10 cents. A tenth of a game is worth 10 cents. Sure. So basically, to, to summarize where they're dealing it, even if you didn't shop, you just found one book that was deal minus 110, pricing and you played every under you should break even playing each and every under and to put things in perspective i looked at blackjack okay now blackjack some blackjack games only pay six to five now no pro would ever even think about playing that game you know how much that's worth that's worth only like minus 1.2 percent in terms of vig that's like two cents on a on a on a pricing you know and from a sports betting perspective so if a 2 cent difference is crushing for a blackjack player i know we're comparing apples to oranges sure. a little bit think about what an extra 10 cents of vigorish is going to do as far as an onerous amount trying to win playing overs so we want to play unders on all the teams but the reason we want to play the afc teams like you mentioned the afc teams only have 8 home games jacksonville only has 7 true home games that is not accounted for in strength of schedule because every single place that calculates strength of schedule says what 17 teams are you playing and how good are they without factoring in the fact, oh, God, that's 17. They just game. figure the home field is going to balance out. And it won't because I got that one game at New Orleans. Well, you know what? It may balance out if, you're home, if you've got that one road game at the Chargers. But more than likely, yes, you've, 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 you've got a much more difficult schedule than what's being calculated. Thus, um, the subset we want to attack is AFC teams under. 
Okay, so maybe Kansas City Chiefs guy and and Fireman Jets guy, maybe they should look at their team under. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they should. I, I think if you could bet bottom line every AFC team under and make money. But you know what? We don't have to just look at every team. So I met with my um, my expert on season wins, my buddy Teddy. Made sure he didn't disagree with this play. He agreed. I met with you, my Houston Texans expert. You agreed <laughs> with this play. So um, with the consensus here and fitting into that nice, sweet subset, I'm drawing my arm into the urn with more white marbles than black marbles, and I'm drawing out the white marble. Houston Texans under four and a half best bet. I I follow you on that one. I am fading, fading Davis Mills and, and really the the coaching staff like the And the distractions now for the organization. This Watson stuff is not good. Shouldn't they be focusing on their football team and not their legal meetings? Well, you would think so because this team made such a big deal about all, you know, we we are an organization that doesn't want any kind of Bad guys. We we want we want this to be a, a feel good organization, and now here they are sucked right down into the mire. And let me tell you something. I, like last year, they had a terrible a terrible situation. I get it. the The cupboard was left pretty bare for them. Uh, David Cully was not fit to be an NFL head coach. I got news for you. Lovey Smith ain't a huge upgrade over David Cully. Like Not a lot of sad people at the University of Illinois right no, now lamenting how things have, have gone downhill now. We have seen the Lovey Smith show, and it, it's not the kind of show that's going to suddenly turn around a bad franchise in one year uh, that doesn't make a big quarterback change. So. I did want to make a comment about uh, massages and like kudos to the World Series of Poker because in, in a world where we're just looking the wrong way or the, the other way, um, with massages and what people are doing and, like, the Houston Texans uh, not not seeing, like, the warning signs. The World Series of Poker has been very aggressive. I don't know if you saw this story. They went ahead and fired one of their masseuses who it was tweeted there was a she was going above and beyond her job where she was massaging the nipples of a player while he was at the poker table playing without his shirt on. That doesn't seem like... Um, it's acceptable behavior in the World Series of Poker. Put the hammer down on this young lady who's going to – there are rumors she's trying to secure employment in Cleveland now. Well, I think it's a good call. Well, what she look like? Uh, she's attractive. So, okay, maybe it works. My question is, they fire her. Like, shouldn't the player be banned too? Um, Like, if you're sitting – if you're playing in a poker tournament and someone sits down and takes their shirt off, aren't you, like, calling over the uh, – I, his shirt was partially off. It was unclear whether he disrobed partially his shirt, one of the other players, or it was the masseuse. It could have even been the dealer, for all I know. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're defending this player. I'm, I'm not sure that he deserves defending Innocence either. until proven guilty and all out. And he may have said, hey, I'll pay you extra to massage to, my nipples. To be fair, if he ever wants to bring like some kind of civil suit... The photo that was displayed on Twitter is going to make it rather difficult for him to show that there was, there may have been some pain and there may have been some suffering, but it did not appear that the experience 
that he was adverse to it. Okay. So he looked like he was enjoying his time. Uh, quite. Quite <laughs> some. Yes. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of the Fezzik Focus Podcast here on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Uh, Steve, great job as always. McKinsey, who helps out in the, in the back. And uh, thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Make sure you are subscribed so you get all the great pods. The U.S. Open pod came out yesterday. Uh, great stuff there. And, of course, the Dream Preview that comes out right now every Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, uh, at least until football season starts up. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening and spreading the word, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.